Yo, today's QOT is the opposite of success is conformity. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. It's Motivation Monday, so we've got Dr. Dennis Kimbrough back on the show. Today, he's going to talk about the difference between having just a desire and having a burning desire. Two hugely different things. A burning desire is something that you really, really, really want. You're willing to be committed to. It's something that you will go through anything to achieve. He also talks about what persistence really looks like. And he's going to talk about that place where your dreams come from. Before we get to Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, got a quick announcement for you. Money Mind Academy is back. Enrollment opens next Monday evening. That's going to be Monday, September 28th. I am teaching a class that evening. It is called Five More Things the Money Gurus Never Tell You. I taught five things the money gurus never tell you a few months ago. I've got five more that are absolutely going to blow your mind. We're going to talk about the subconscious mind mind. We're going to talk about values. It's, it's going to be really, really good. I want you to be there. That is next Monday, the 28th, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Get signed up right now at freemoneyclass.com. Freemoneyclass.com. Here's Dr. Kimbrough. Persistence or vision? That's the hallmark of a burning desire. And I hope you got a burning desire to get something done in your life. And what is the difference between a burning desire and a normal desire? I mean, everybody in this room's got a desire to do something, right? You might have a desire what time you're going to eat lunch. Next semester, you got a desire what class you're going to take. You might have a desire, man, I'm going to save up my money, get some new rims on my car, blah, 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 get me a new outfit. Yeah, we got 50 million different desires. But what's the difference between a desire and a burning desire? What's up, my brother? Burning desire is when you wake up in the middle of the night and think about it. That's right. You go to sleep and think about it. That's right. A burning desire is an inner candle, an inner flame that cannot be extinguished. (laughs) And though the doubters and the naysayers and all the people that laugh at you say you can't do this, you can't do that, you will use their doubt, you will use their criticism, you will use their cynicism to propel you forward. One of the slides, one of the, in my PowerPoint presentation, I show my students, I show them three pictures. I show them a picture of Allen Iverson. You know Allen Iverson played basketball for Philadelphia 76ers, okay? I show them a picture of, uh, uh, oh, let me think, uh, we got Allen Iverson, we got Michael Vick, I show them a picture of Michael Vick. You know what Michael Vick got caught up on in his dog fighting stand? And then I show them a picture of LeBron. So what is the difference between Allen Iverson Michael Vick, and LeBron. They all had posses. When Allen Iverson signed that big contract with the Philadelphia 76ers, what did he do? He took his posse to a strip club. Let's go make it rain, fellas. 
When Michael Vick signed that big contract with the Atlanta Falcons, what did he do? He got his posse together. Man, we can make money on the side with this dogfight and gambling scheme, blah, blah, blah. But what did LeBron James do when he signed that contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers? What did he do with his posse? Turned his friends into businessmen. Yeah. Not only did he turn his friends into businessmen, he sent his posse to college. He paid for their tuition. He said, if you're going to be on my team, you got to know what you're talking about. You got to know what you're doing if you're going to be on my team. And you need to go online and look at his chief marketing officer, the individual who handles the LeBron James brand. It's not Nike. It's one of the guys that he grew up with that he sent to college. And what is he doing? He's lecturing at Harvard. Well, if it's good enough for LeBron James, well, damn it, it's good enough for you. It's good enough for you. So number one, dreams. Number two, inner-directed versus outer-directed. You know, what do you mean inner-directed? I mean, these individuals, they weren't so quick to believe those folks who said, you can't do this, you can't do that. They walked to a beat of a different drummer. What did Henry David Thoreau say? Don't die with your music left in you. Watch the masses and go the other way. Watch the masses and go the other way. All these icons that you have right here, watch the masses and go the other way. Oh, man, there you go, man. You got Microsoft over there. What do you know about Bill Gates? When did Bill Gates get his dream? He was a freshman at Harvard. He only went to Harvard for one semester. Only went to Harvard for one semester. Spring semester, he drops out of Harvard. He goes to a mag he goes to a, a bookstore at Harvard Square and he gravitates over to the magazine section, and there's an electronics magazine that's thrown out a challenge for anybody to come up with an operating system that would allow two computers to talk. What does Bill Gates do? He drops out of Harvard, takes seven individuals with him. They go to the desert, New Mexico, for the next seven years of their life to come up with this operating system, Microsoft Windows platform, that in the 1980s would finally allow two computers to talk. I'm much older than you. I'm 66 years old. Some of you don't even know that. In the late 1970s, early 1980s, you had 50 million different PC manufacturers, personal computers, but no one could share data. Until Bill Gates comes up with the Windows platform. Took, took Bill Gates seven years to do that. Seven years in that desert, New Mexico. Seven years getting his hands spanked. Seven years getting his teeth knocked out. Seven years of persisting. What do you know about persistence? <laughs> persistence is the level of belief that you have in yourself. So after seven years... Bill Gates comes up with the Windows platform, and what's the first thing he does? Picks up the phone, calls the president of Encyclopedia Britannica. He says, sir, my name is William Gates. Me and my team have been out here in the desert. We came up with an operating system that would allow two computers to talk. And if you get on our desktop, I know you never heard that term before. It's a new term in the industry. If you get on our desktop, you can sell all the Encyclopedia Britannicas you want for $10 a pop. What does the president of Encyclopedia Britannica tell Bill Gates? $10 a pop, young man, are you out of your mind? We're number one in the world. We sell a set of our books, 24 in a set, for more than $1,000. I suggest you call somebody else, click, hangs up on Bill Gates. A few minutes goes by, Bill Gates dusts off his low self-image, 
This time he makes a second phone call. And this time he calls the president of Encarta. And to this day, to this day, Encyclopedia Britannica can't even give their books away. <laughs> so, Dr. Kimber, what the hell are you saying? I'm telling you, sometimes it's risky not to take a risk. Everybody in this room right now, you got a dream in your head. When are you going to act on it? When? When are you going to act on it? And where do dreams come from? A dream comes from your creator knocking on your subconscious asking you, do you want more out of life? Don't you know the average individual in our society gets four ideas a year? Any one of which, if you have the guts, the courage, the motivation to move on it, will make you financially independent. So what happened? Uh, girl, my next door neighbor tried to do that blew up in his face. Oh, I know you can't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. You're going to lose your shirt. All right? You're going to mess around, get behind on your rent. Don't go there. So what if you fail? Failure is never failure. If you ask yourself the question, what can I do better next time? And we all fail. We're talking about Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates, three times Bill Gates had an opportunity to buy Wikipedia and didn't do it. This thing, if, if you had the opportunity to put a you know, business plan together by Wikipedia, you'd be bank like Hank. Wikipedia, seventh largest search engine in the world, and Gates said no. Three times Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix and said no. Are you crazy, Blockbuster? Netflix? Three times Oakley had an opportunity to sell the sunglass line to Nike and said no. Some of you are saying no right now because you're not motivated to chase your dream. You want to be like everybody else. One thing you don't want to be in life, you don't want to be like everybody These folks ain't like everybody else. What's the average of success? Oh, I'm a talking head. Look, what's the average of success? Say it. What's the opposite of success? Failure. Opposite of success is not failure. The opposite of success is conformity. Why? Because you'll never succeed conforming to the wishes, norms, and more race of others. You will never. So step out. Step out of the box. Push the envelope. What did Damon John say to me? He says two things you need. Number one, you need creativity, the ability to come up with a dream. But number two, you need innovation, the ability to execute the dream. All right, that was Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. His website is DennisKimbrough.com. You can watch today's talk on the YouTube. It is called Dr. Dennis Kimbrough Introduction to Business. Don't forget, get signed up for my free class I am teaching next Monday the 28th. It is called Five More Things the Money Gurus Never Tell You. Get signed up at freemoneyclass.com. I'm out. Peace. Peace.